N-I-L, name, image, likeness. That's what that stands for. And we have some very exciting news in the branding industry about how you and other people should be getting paid for your name, image, and likeness. Let's get into it right now. Welcome to the Brand and Hustle podcast, the no fluff, no bull broadcast for busy entrepreneurs who need fast, effective business strategies. Get ready to build your business, your brand, and your bank account with Master Brand Coach Jay Stone. Okay, so uh, I did really start to start the podcast with talking about NIL, N-I-L, name, image, likeness. And so recently, Duke just Duke University just appointed its first staff member specifically for NIL, as an NIL, chief NIL officer, so to speak. Um, And so let's talk about name, image, and likeness. First, we're going to talk about uh, how it affects us as entrepreneurs. Well, excuse me, no, let's talk about the landmark case, and then let's talk about entrepreneurship, okay? So um, this issue has been floating around since 2015 when a gentleman by the name of Ed O'Banion Uh, who once played college basketball, I went to visit a friend of his. And while he was visiting the friend, the friend's son was playing a video game and showed O'Banion himself inside the video game. And so uh, the player um, had on his uh, jersey number, had on his team colors, um, and this was from his college years, Uh, It looked a lot like him and actually moved a lot like him. And so, you know, a lot of these uh, companies uh, that create these video games uh, make them so realistic because the players move, look and operate like real uh, back, you know, uh, professional athletes or college athletes. Now, O'Banion was at first, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is kind of he was flattered and he was excited. And then someone brought it to his attention. Like, you know, we purchased this game. Right. Um, And the company that purchased this game uh, bought the license to use your likeness in this game from the NCAA. Okay, so if you don't know anything about NCAA and I'm not a big sports fan, but what they call amateurism. Um, is the fact that amateurs can't be receive compensation uh, for playing the game. What they are allowed to receive is reimbursements, and they are allowed to receive um, money that takes care of, say, their college tuition. Okay. Um, however, O'Banion was like. And when you sign up to the NCAA, you sign over the rights to your likeness and your image um, because they use it to promote the league, right? So that means that they can use you on posters, they can use you on internet, they can use you on marketing materials, things like that. But O'Banion was like, yeah, but I've been out of the NCAA for years. They are using my image and likeness to still continue to profit off of me, okay? And I haven't not only been compensated, I wasn't even consulted, didn't even know that this happened. Okay. And so he sued. 
he sued. And, and of course, he was compensated. But in 2015, that set the precedent for the next uh, lawsuit, which came from a gentleman by the name of Sean Alston. Okay. Sean Alston is like, I think, a juvenile probation officer. And he also uh, worked, uh, played college ball. Um, and what he talked about was during the time that he played college ball while they paid tuition, right? Um, he still ended up being in debt because he had to get his degree because it did not cover food and clothing and it did not reimburse him what he considered the fair cost of the education, meaning what they're paying is below standard market cost for what it actually costs to attend school. Now, I know what you're going to say. Let's just address that he didn't eat. He could have eaten in the school cafeteria thing. But if you are a professional athlete, you know that you're going to eat all the time, all day, every day. Um, and just during mealtimes in the cafeteria is not enough. You're going to have to have snacks. You're going to have to have other things. So here are some other things that I want you to consider on this name, image, and likeness compensation factor. Um, the NCAA originally came in to, you know, say that we need for our players to be safe, but they started to regulate, uh, the industry in so many other ways, in so many other ways. And so one of the things is we want to keep this amateur. We want to keep this competitive, right? But ha what happens is they move the, go move the goalpost every time um, they want to make an exception, okay? And so the fact that they can't take money. Um, so a lot of these athletes technically, you know, how do they get money for other things that they may need. So they technically have a job. And what, what has happened is under the table, boosters pretend to pay them um, for a job that they never show up for or rarely show up for, but they still get paid for. And that's kind of been how people have been illegally skirting uh, the system. That's how they've been skirting the system. Okay. So, um, and people have gotten kicked out, you know, get, of school. They've gotten opportunities snatched from them. They've been deemed ineligible to play. Okay. And let's be clear. Here's some other things that I need you to consider. And this is where entrepreneurship comes in, right? These people are also, these students are also prevented from being entrepreneurs. Okay. So that means if they've got a TikTok channel, right, because they're a star athlete, people are following them following them, they are not allowed to get compensation for TikTok regarding, you know, their skill. They're not allowed to do partnerships uh, around content creation. They're not allowed to get compensation. So social media changed the game, right? So these kids, let's just say a star athlete, tennis player, somebody like that there, I mean, well, not, we're going to go with football and basketball. So if somebody's playing a star uh, football player is running drills and it's on his TikTok and people love him, they love his personality, they follow him, things like that. He's not allowed to get compensation from the platform. He's not allowed to get compensation from a partnership, not allowed to get uh, donations, anything like that related to it because he will be deemed ineligible, particularly if it comes from a brand. And so... Um, what that does is these kids sometimes come from poverty situations, right? And they are playing and giving their all, same as an NBA player, right? Because playing college athletics 
is a huge commitment of physical um, endurance, time to your for your skill set, practice, and playing. And so when people say, oh, well, college is free, it's not free, right? They are working to earn that scholarship, right? On a side note, I have a goddaughter who is, you know, a stellar high school uh, track athlete. She just graduated. And we're talking about she set school records. She's voted sprinter of the year. She's voted all of these things. And I asked her, hey, are you going to run next year? You're going to run your freshman year? And she was like, no, because I want to enjoy my college experience. She understands that even at the high school level, the level of commitment that it was going to take for her to be a collegiate track athlete, okay, was absolutely going to be a sacrifice when it came down to her college experience. So that's what what uh, athletes face. Okay, and I'm I'm still coming back to this uh, NIL name, image, and likeness. Okay, so Austin sued the NCAA um, because he ended up in debt. Okay, after college because he wasn't given what he considered fair market compensation, okay? And what that did was, and he won, he won uh, a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Um, and the money wasn't just for him. It went back to several other players. Some players get $5,000, some players got $7,000. So it was a class action suit, okay? So he didn't just win the money for himself. But what that did is it opened the door. And so now you've got sports agencies that specifically have NIL, um, arms specifically for college athletes. For example, uh, if you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, uh, he has Vayner Media, but he also has Vayner Sports, where they represent sports athletes. And so now, because Vayner Vaynerchuk, if you don't know him, he's a entrepreneur, but massive content creator and author, um, and really changed a lot of the twins uh, trends in regards to how entrepreneurs, okay promote themselves using social media, okay? So he is the godfather of creating content uh, for profit in in reference to running a business, okay? So he has this arm because he can negotiate what these brands and partnerships are when you have a major influencer that happens to also be a college athlete, okay? So he made some announcements around the athletes that he now has on roster, Okay, so here's the other thing. Okay, the argument is that it it decreases the if people are being compensated, it takes away from the, you know, not amateurism, but competitiveness. Okay, the the pure competitiveness that we get Um, and they feel that the professional, you know, organizations like the NFL and NBA have eroded away or diluted that. But let's just be clear. Okay, athletes shouldn't be compensated. They should just just be for the love of the game. Well, if that's not the case, then why the hell is the schools getting all this money? So if you think about it, all the money, athletes are not getting paid, but the institutions are making money off the back of the athletes. And just understand with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, we need to be clear about name, image, and likeness. Okay, so. These successful sports um, schools who have a successful sports uh, department build massive uh, basketball uh, stadiums, gyms. They build massive 
football stadiums. I mean, if you go to places like University of Florida, I mean, that stadium is massive. You know, if you go to University of Georgia, those stadiums are massive, right? Why? Because they're making money. Okay. So it is a $4 billion industry that the athletes don't get paid to participate in. So you get the institutions, you get the staff. Um, There are college football coaches that have a multi-million dollar salary. I think the highest that I saw was a $2.8 million salary. You know, he's a winning coach. So if the coaches can make millions, the staff can make millions and the institutions can make millions. Why wouldn't the athletes be able to, at the very least, take care of what it costs for them to live, to go to school, and maybe even to help their family move, you know, a little bit, you know, release some of the pressure uh, off of the backs of their talent. Okay. So that's it. So now let's talk about with entrepreneurship. Have you trademarked your name? Name, image, likeness. Okay, there was just this battle between Kylie Jenner and another lady. She's a, her name is Kylie as well. Um, she's an Australian singer. Now she is significantly older and has been out for a much, much longer time. And she's also Australian. And when Kylie went to file her trademark for her name, um, this lady was able to block the trademark, right? Because she just wanted to trademark the name Kylie, which means this Kylie, who's Australian, but also wants to reserve the right to do things in the U.S. and abroad, she wouldn't be able to use her own name, right? And we know people is like famous for taking a name. Now it's a trademark. It's a brand name and you can't even use your own name. That's what happened to McDonald's, right? The McDonald's brothers couldn't even use their own name once uh, Ray finished with uh, getting that trademark. So the first thing is your personal name. If you have a unique personal name, do you own the trademark itself? Okay. Second thing is if you have a... um, have you registered your domain name? I don't care if you are branding and marketing your own personal business name, okay? You should absolutely still own the domain name. So the first thing is the trademark, right? Um, the second thing is, do you own your domain name, okay? Um, and then, of course, around trademarks, it could be your first name. It could be if you've got a unique first name. Um, it could be the spelling of the name right? You might want to look at a trademark attorney. Um, For example, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's got a unique name, VaynerMedia, Vayner this, Vaynerchuk. Uh, It's not one of them names you're going to see everywhere. It would make sense for him to do a trademark. Um, Let's talk about the likeness. If you are in industries such as the beauty industry, okay, your likeness could be valuable, especially if you put your name on the face of a product line. Um, and, and, and even if service-based businesses, um, I'll give you an example, uh, lynda.com, you know, lynda.com, which is purchased by LinkedIn. So it's now called LinkedIn learning, but lynda.com was like a learning platform similar to Udemy where you could go or Udemy. I don't know which one it is, but you could, uh, go in and take classes. And the face was this little caricature of a Linda person. Okay. Linda's a real person. That means the likeness is trademarkable. So think Wendy's. Okay. So if you've created a lot of products, okay, physical products, 
or digital products and your likeness is is affiliated with a certain quality of the product or a certain experience of the product, then your likeness can be used. Um, I um, have a friend of mine and uh, they created Alana Barrett's Gabby Bows. Okay. And so uh, the likeness of Gabby, you know, is on the packaging. It doesn't matter if it's a photograph. It doesn't matter if it's illustrated. Uh, the likeness, okay, for a lot of you guys who are coming out with things like planners, right, and you go and get somebody to illustrate a picture of your kid to be on the cover of the planner or a cover of books and things like that, that likeness needs to be protected so people don't just take it and use it. And so this brings me to some other things that you have to look at in terms of artwork, right? We've talked about name, image, likeness. Okay, images, the actual photograph of you. Likeness is like the video game. Okay. Um, let's talk about your own artwork and then I'm going to wrap this up because it's a whole lot longer, whole lot longer uh, than I had anticipated for this to be. Uh, licensing artwork. Okay. So you cannot just go on the internet, download artwork and throw it on the cover of your books. You can't just grab artwork um, and use it. Even when you purchase the artwork, there's a level of licensing that you should be looking at, okay? And so um, there is the limited licensing where it says, okay, you know, the standard purchase here, if it's anything under, say, 500,000 copies, uh, this covers however you want to use it, right? But there's an extended license, particularly if you're trying to do products, right? Where if you're doing over 500,000 products, could you know, there is a much higher fee that you have to pay to have licenses for the artwork. So make sure when you are purchasing artwork, okay, that you are actually purchasing the proper license to go with your usage of the artwork. If you are hiring someone, okay, to do the artwork, just understand the artist owns the artwork and that's photos, that's illustrations, drawing, paintings. The artists own the artwork, okay? And so what you have to do is to get the artist to write a release saying you have it, you can use it indefinitely for as much as you want, for as long as you want. Some artists are wise to this and they'll say, no, we'll give you a limited release. But I personally only hire artists that give me a full release. And that is part of the, con the contract negotiation before I hire them. I need a full release because you just don't know how shit might blow up right? Your planner might blow up. Your photos might blow up. You might be, and you know, you got to have that release. So for your brand photos, make sure the photographer gives you a release so you can be featured in the media. Okay. You can do a billboard. You can do whatever to put your photo on a t-shirt. Okay. Make sure that any illustrator also gives you a release on that. I would not hire them unless we get the full release. And you can kind of Google full release, or you can talk to an intellectual property attorney um, regarding, you know, they can draw a standard agreement for you to have if you hire a lot of these artists and things like that. And so it is really, really important that you have full licensing for things for name, image, and likeness for yourself for anything that you use with your business or your brand, right? Or for anything that you purchase, okay? Anything that you purchase. Okay, hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you found uh, it kind of interesting. 
about what's happening in the sports world, let me know your thoughts. I look forward to chatting with you guys on the flip side. Don't worry, there are more episodes of Brandon Hustle on the way. But if you can't wait to learn more badass business strategies, head on over to jstone.com. That's J-A-I-S-T-O-N-E dot com. We'll see you next time.